Hey everybody, Mike Rosso here, Film Photography Podcast. I'm uh, thrilled to be in the studio today with Matt Mirage. Hey, hey. And John Fidelli. Hello. And I have, it's time of year for pumpkin spice oh, coffee. Oh, that's caffeinated. Oh, oh stoops. No wonder your mics don't work. <laughs> dunked in coffee. And I have uh, dark chocolate Oreos, Ooh. which John had already. He's like, eh. I was, I was expecting more. What kind do you like? The, uh, what are they called? The orange, not the orange ones, the golden ones. Golden okay. Oreos. There's so many Oreos. And here, here yeah. in the U.S. I just want Oreos. The birthday cake Oreos. Here in the U.S., I was in the supermarket. I was amazed of the shelf space that Oreo had. Yeah. It's insane. And they have the mafia of cookies. Yeah. <laughs> they had they chocolate. Make, take. They, they had chocolate velvet Oreo. They really? Had chocolate what? velvet or red velvet? Red velvet. Okay. Which is the same thing. Is it? Are you up on Oreos? Your Oreos? Do you eat Oreos, Matt? I eat. Double stuff, mm. matcha. That's it. And who? Matcha, the green tea ones. You get those at the international market. Never heard of that. Awesome. Wow. Do our UK friends have as much of a selection of Oreo cookies over there? Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Let's hear from them. You know who has the most selection? Mm-mm. Canadian Oreos. Really? They are off the chain. How many different types? It's it's too much. Hmm. Oh, it's like spinach Oreo. <laughs> no, like it really is like. <laughs> Burger and fries. <laughs> really? No, I don't know. Well, the, the maple one. The right? maple kind, yeah. Yeah, they got really maple. They the got maple kind. Of- I was oh, here comes a trolley. <laughs> nope. Not kidding. <laughs> there it goes. It's right on time, actually. So the trolley is the cart. Yeah. And what came in on the trolley this morning? From where? Some film. Kodak. Oh, Kodak Ooh, delivery. Kodak delivery. Co- Kodak didn't deliver it themselves. Oh, FedEx? The usual guy with the pallet? Yes. Is it a lot of... Not the usual guy with the pallet, the other guy. Oh. FedEx Ground. Ground. Okay. It's Portra 400 and uh, one of the two T-Maxes I didn't notice. Portra 435? Yes. That's important for us this week. Yes. By the way, everyone... Oh, hey, thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Thanks, Justin. Number one selling color film. Number one! Kodak Portra 400. It is yeah. Matt. It is king. It's insane. Porter wow. four hundred is king. Nobody's close. Mm. Nobody's no. even close. No, no. There are not a lot of color manufacturers. I mean, no. we talk about it's black and the, white. It's the consistency that's the biggest yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but we talk about black and white. We talk about you know Kodak, Ilford, right. Foma, Foma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who else? Major FPP. black and white. FPP. <laughs> <laughs> Film Ferrania. Ferrania. Film hey, Ferrania. Yeah, Adox. Foma. Adox. Yeah. But when you're talking about color, you're talking about Eastman Kodak, yeah. Fuji film, Fuji, yeah. the end. That's it. Svema? A Svema color, yeah. Svema or Svema? I've been calling it Svema because that's proper, but if you want to keep calling it Shmina, no, that's fine. Okay. You know, before we get on our topics really fast, let's talk about the great, the, the, the worldwide film shortage, and I think it's happening, be, and this is just my opinion. With a reply to a WLS-TV editorial, here is Mike Rosso. Chicago Lawn Civic Association. The worldwide film shortage, I think it's happening because increased demand. Yeah, everybody's tooled down for a certain amount, and now it's, it's going back up it's a little bit. Up. Yeah. I mean, They're not meeting the demand. They underestimated the demand. Yeah, I think, I think the, it was trending down for so long, mm-hmm. nobody knew where the bottom was. So they just went, you know, bare bones, and now demand is plateauing or increasing, and 
it's keeping that consistent when they're ready for not growth is, mm-hmm. is rough. Growth. I mean, this is editorial. People are like freaking out because they're like, Kodak Gold can't get it, can't get it. It's not here. It's not here. No, mm-hmm. stop. Yeah, of course it's here. But Kodak, in my opinion, has put the brakes on the gold so they can ramp up the port. Like, they have yeah, ramp up slots. The films. Yeah. So I think they're concentrating on the professional films. And, you know, some of the, the gold, the, the Max 400, mm-hmm. you know, they'll... And that's still available. It is, yeah. But it's it, it comes in waves. Mm. It comes in waves, yeah. so it's not going yeah. away. No, to my knowledge, no Kodak emulsions have disappeared. No. No, it just... It's it's uh, you got to buy a lot of it. You yeah, know? that's the big. If you don't want to run out, you got to buy a lot. Photochemistry. There was a great uh, D seventy six shortage mm-hmm. in in uh, a little bit earlier Ooh, in twenty nineteen. That in the history books. Uh, now we're we're stocked plenty, but it's just faith. It's like I I knew Kodak was going to deliver. It's just a matter of them mm-hmm. slotting it in. Right now we're dealing with the great C forty one home chemistry kit shortage. Yeah, those kits are running low everywhere. And I don't know what's going on. I try to find out what's going on. I mean, like, hey, what's going on? When am I getting this? And it's just like... They don't know. A month's out. Really? Months yeah. out. Now, hopefully, by the time you folks are listening to this, we have some more in. But I can't order enough. It, it's a demand. Like yeah. Matt said, I think companies have tooled down. Just like we're tooled down. Like, I mean, we started... We are tooled down. <laughs> like, we're a skeleton crew. Yeah, but yeah. just walk by. Joey K is back. Was oh, that right? That was him? Whoa. That was Joey K. Oh, my gosh. What's he doing? I've looked everywhere, and I can't find my Shrek 2 boogie board. Well, then it's quite obvious to me that we got ourselves a mystery. He's working with Justin. Oh. He's a, he's a regular part-timer now. Oh, in the shipping department. That's right. Wow, Because that. Justin couldn't keep up. Wow. May I help you, sir? Now, do you see this at Midwest as well? We do, yeah. Matt works for Midwest Photo Exchange, everybody. Hey, mpex.com. Anyway, enough plugs. Uh... Yeah, we see a little bit of it. We have, you know, we have a great uh, commercial and EDU department and a purchaser who's like, he's been in the industry like twice as long as I've been alive. So like, he's he sees this <laughs> stuff coming and going. Like he's he, never he knows, scared. He knows it's when like, it's going to uh, happen. It goes up, and, it goes down. Yeah, and we're you know kind of like Mike. We're we're not scared to uh, to go long on something that we know is we're going to need it anyway. But I can say from the retail side, I've worked in Midwest. Oh my God, I've worked there too long. I'm on my seventh year there oh, now. Look at you. I know. It's my, it's, that's weird when you've like had a job for longer than anything else. It's like, yep. oh man. That well, anyway, you're, you're maturing. Yeah, I was now that say you're now growing that, old, but you're maturing. Now that the existential dread is setting in, uh, yeah. I've I've only seen one film go short date at Midwest Photo. Wow. Because we go through it like it's just coming. In. And Portra, you you nailed it on the head. Like. Portra 160, Portra 400, mm-hmm. like they're leagues above all of the other films that we sell. And we had like, we'll have the Max and stuff, but it's just, it's got that brand recognition. This mm-hmm. is it. You're shooting a wedding. You don't want to know if it's going to be there again because it's Fuji. You shoot the Portra. It's your good friend. Yeah. Hey, what about all that 110 film? <laughs> Fugatsu. Hey, forget about it. Yeah, what happened? Did you forget about it? Uh, How's that going? Great. We're shipping out rolls every day. Wow. Yeah, Steven's buying some now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got that 110. Oh, really quick transition. I have in my hand a film camera that I'm testing. Why I'm not testing it right now, why you guys are here, I don't know. I don't know either. I guess the caffeine has been like synapses in my brain. What's that, Nintendo camera? It's yellow. Okay, this is a Helena 
Helena Ansco. Oh. Hot Picks 110. Hot Picks. As long as it's not APS. It looked like it was an APS camera. Picks. 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 What's it? We need CR2? No, I need AAA. So this is the Helena Ansco Hot Picks 110 camera. We're testing it now. FPP may be carrying this very, very soon. Really? Yeah. Where do you get them on Moss? People find... Uh, you know what do you call them? Uh, oh, like uh, yeah, it lots. falls off the truck. Yeah, like a like what was that? Unclaimed freight. Remember those yeah. stores? They just find a whole bunch of stuff. There are pockets of pockets. Pockets. There are pockets of lots pockets. all over the world of Picks. like someone will like I guess move something and they'll find like oh shit here's like you know ten pallets of one ten like cameras. You got the uh, debonnières. That's right. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep. Pockets or the uh, the uh, f- the Ford. Uh, Remember the Ford cameras, thirty-five millimeter plastics? Yeah, Ford cameras. Yeah, like the Sears camera and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, somebody uncovers them. So I'm testing this Hot Picks 110 with some oh, f- careful <laughs> with some Fukatsu film, which is oh. also found in, appropriate, right? Exactly. Yeah, it's a marriage made. In we the talked about show. that. We, I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, here's Justin. Hey. hey, Justin's back. I don't know who delivered this. Oh. I can't tell if this is. FedEx or if this is Amazon themselves. Yes. But they left it outside the neighbor's door on Saturday. Which means it got rained on yesterday. Oh, shoot. Oh, oh it's dried now. Yeah. Except for the part that's wet. Oh, shit. Oh, uh, let's see. This is going to be My interesting. My guess is it's the... Uh, oh, this, there's going to be uh, water, yep. there's gonna be water bugs in there. They They're wrapped bad. up. Let oh, me know if it's damaged. Thank okay. God. Let me say something really quick about Amazon. There's no such thing as a water bug. F those guys. Oh, really? Listen, I know... What about the chinchin... No, what about the chinchin... Did you, you found some water bugs? <laughs> Look at how bad he is. <laughs> I never responded to a conversation that you're only like a third of the way into. He said there's no, uh, no such thing as water bugs. What, what people call water bugs are actually cockroaches. Really? Oh, oh that's No, worse. no. It's, I don't want to hear that. Those are not water bugs either. House centipedes. I don't want to hear that. They're house centipedes are house centipedes. <laughs> And they eat other bugs? They do eat other bugs. So leave them alone. Leave them alone. They're gross, but... People scream when they see them. What, the water ones? You see any house centipedes in your new house, Matt? I have not. Clean. Strudel goes to town if he sees one of those. They they eat ants? This is Justin Wingenfell from the FPP, uh, the shipping manager. Our resident bug guy and shipping manager. That's right. I'm going to be asking Matt, Matt, what kind of creepy stuff you find in your new house? (laughs) Crawling. Nothing, it's clean. We have oh. we have like one big we have like one big Butter spider that hangs out upstairs. No, leave him there. She kills it all. Yeah. It's great. Do your your dogs eat the bugs? Uh, Strudel, Ooh. if he sees a centipede, he'll freak out. But he has not yet. No, pretty chill. Dogs like to eat bugs. No, Strudel likes cats to. Do. He's angry. Well, cats, yeah. yeah. Cats stomp do. it with his paw. Like, no, he'll like he'll try to eat it. Like now, Strudel will go cats for it. He's, play he's too dumb. Cats will just attack. Yeah. yeah. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house not a creature was stirring. Except this little fella. At a time like this, a gift from Kodak just begs to be opened early. The Kodak Teleinstamatic 608 camera takes group shots like this. And with the simple flick of a switch, beautiful close-ups. And you needn't move an inch. The Teleinstamatic 608 camera. One of the great open early gifts from Kodak. Christmas 76. Picture it. Hey, we're back. You got food? (laughs) You ran by so fast, you knocked the frickin' wall down. (laughs) Look at that. Oh, it's really light. Yeah, just prop it back up. It's a facade. 
So today on the FPP, what uh, Matt's going to be talking about uh, 20th century camera, large camera, format large reels. Format yes. reels. 20th, 20th century camera reels. Uh, Matt's going to be talking about the new <laughs> FPP X-ray film. X-ray. 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 Uh, point and shoots. Too hot to handle. So hot. So hot. hot. And he says, we'll probably think of a few more in the morning topics. Didn't. Do you have a few other? No? <laughs> no. No. That's enough, isn't it? My God. Exactly. So I'm going to turn it over to Matt, and uh, Matt's going to be talking about the 20th century camera, large format reels. Now, this gentleman contacted us. Do you remember his name? Yeah. So, uh, so Jeff, um, so he, uh, he heads up 20th century camera. He reached out to us know, several weeks ago. Uh, you know, leading up to the the Photo Plus Expo, and he said, "Hey, I've got this new product. Uh, it's it's manufactured, and there's some 3D printing involved, but it's a solution for people that want to shoot uh, shoot some large format and soup it in the uh, the containers they already they already currently use. Uh, so the company name is 20th Century Camera. Uh, he sent us uh, sent us some reels to try out." Um, so this is, I don't know, I don't want to say it's not a paid endorsement. I just tried out the reels, and I'm... Uh, You're just giving your, yeah, your own gi- unsolicited review. Exactly. I'm giving my own review on it. I'm going to send these reels back when uh, when we're all done with them here. But they're really interesting reels. Can and I see that guy? Yeah, definitely. So that's uh, John. I, I just passed John the 8x10 reel. I'm holding the 4x5 reel. So he's got a whole bunch of them. So what I, what I think is really neat is he's got a lot of SKUs out there. Um, so it's a combination. You can feel that middle spool is kind of like a a more manufactured spool. It's a little smoother. Mm -hmm. And then the top, middle, and bottom, these are uh, 3D printed materials, and they're meant to fit in the Patterson tanks. And, you know, upon hearing, like, the pitch on the product, when he he messaged us, I was like, I was thinking to myself, ah, it's a Mod Mod 54. Mm -hmm. It's a little different. This one looks a little more similar to other, um, I would say, worse reels that are out there on eBay. They're just kind of like these no-name... Where do they come from? China. They're machined in China. They're machined, but they're not like... I don't know. They're not as polished. So I've tested out a few of those reels before. The nice thing about these type of reels is they uh, they work with the Patterson uh, Super System tanks. So there's... uh, This guy is a 4x5 reel, so that's the yellow one that I'm passing around to Mike and John. This one takes six sheets of a 4x5 film, and it loads not by slipping them in top to bottom. You load them with the, uh, with the emulsion side in, so that's the film notch over to the upper left corner, and you feed it in, and there's a little entry track. You kind of slide it in. Mm-hmm. I had never, I've never even loaded a Mod 54, honestly. So I was like, oh, gosh, maybe I shouldn't be reviewing these. This was around the same time as I was testing this film I'm going to talk about later for Mike. Um, loaded it completely blind onto these reels and found it pretty easy to work. But I didn't just uh, get my own opinion on they it. They won't scratch the x-ray film, 4x5? I scratched, like, one sheet. But it, it would only okay. scratch the edges, right? Yeah, only, like, a uh, middle edge. Um, but it's actually... Even though it's 3D printed, he did a good job kind of uh, sanding parts off that were sharper. Uh, so what happens is you slide it in. You slide. So this is the same size as a 4x5 sheet of film. He's got this little instruction manual that comes in it. So you can practice it. So you run it in, and it kind of guides seems, it along the reel. That seems pretty simple. And then it catches. And then it's caught. Oh, it's in. Great. So then you just kind of like rotate. That's, and, and that's not a current design? No. A little catch? No. 
Oh. So that's uh, kind of an interesting little way. And then to release it, it flows out. Pretty so simple. I don't shoot a lot of 4x5 anymore. I do have some folks in Columbus that shoot a lot of 4x5. So I actually, it's, this isn't just my review. This is also uh, some other friends of mine that shoot large format, kind of their thoughts on it. And, you know, Jeff actually doesn't know what my thoughts are on this. So that's, <laughs> that's why it's a completely oh, unsolicited World review. premiere. Yeah. Hey. Well, He's sitting there sweating. <laughs> no, so overall, it, it's it's pretty neat. What I like about the four x five reel is this goes into Patterson three reel tank. So thirty dollar tank. Now you can do six sheets of four x five. A lot of large format shooters don't do one or two at a time. Six sheets. That's a pretty pretty decent shoot. Yeah. So if you go on like a really heavy shooting day, you've done like ten, ten, twelve, fifteen shots. You can do a few batches of this. What's also nice about this type of reel, since it has a nice little guide path and this little catch, uh, you can load this guy uh, pretty wet, actually. Oh. It's, uh, so I mentioned he has a bunch of skews. So he has one that, so this takes a three reel tank. He has a five by seven, does four five by sevens. And that one fits a four reel tank. And then this guy, this is the, the big red one I have here in my hand. Mm-hmm. This is actually for eight by 10. And it goes in the Patterson five reel tanks. This the really tall boy. Yep. Tall boy. This one. This comes off to do eight by ten. Nope. Uh, they oh. actually feed in sideways. So this fits two sheets of eight by ten. So here's where kind of my my preference kind of starts to influence my my opinion of it. The five by seven and four by five reels make a lot of sense mm-hmm. because multiple sheets is kind of the way to go. Once you start getting up into these larger tanks. That's a lot of chemicals, um, so I don't oh. think I don't think for every pr- type of developer that this makes a lot of sense. It's a strong real system. I didn't scratch any eight by ten when I tested this guy. I just shot some Milford FP4 and it was great. But I found you know to do a Patterson five reel tank, that's a minimum fifteen hundred mils of of chemicals. Oof. So color will be harder. You would almost need two color kits. Um, but wow. I use a lot of one shot type developers like your HC one ten or a stock developer. This would be fine. But it, is, it ends up being quite a few chemicals. Um, in his directions, Jeff recommends using the, um, using the swizzle stick to agitate. If you've listened to Minor Leslie's uh, rants about the swizzle stick before, it's, it's not my favorite, but it, it does agitate these very evenly. I'm a swizzle stick guy. Great. You'll love these. <laughs> Here, here's the yellow. <laughs> Thank you. No. Um, but the, the reels are, are pretty great. Uh, for what they are, price point wise, they're about uh, they're about fifty bucks on there. We'll we'll link to it's just a twentieth century camera, so the number twenty, th century camera dot com, and uh, it works with the swizzle stick. You know what's cool? He actually has a he actually has a number you can call on there oh, if you have questions. Never see that, Everybody right? wants that. He's got email info. That. It's uh, it's pretty neat. The instruction sheets uh, also double as a way to practice loading, which is really cool. I will say. I did this per the way that Jeff intended it to be with the swizzle stick, and I did a lot more developing by ignoring the rules oh. and just agitating, you know, like inverting it, like mm-hmm. kind of shaking it around. It was fine. I had no yeah. film slippages or anything. It held on pretty well. Yeah, that's pretty uh, secure little uh, yeah. thing there. I had my buddy Tariq in Columbus. He's that studio shooter. He does a lot of really, really yes. awesome stuff with models. He's on Instagram. Yes, Is at, at Tariq Terry, T-A-R-E-Y. Um, he's awesome. I had him test it out. Um, he liked it. He's, he's a big HP5 guy now. I've, I've turned him onto that. And then I also gave it to one of our guys who develops black and white in Columbus. His name is Mark Fole. First thing he said, he's like, ah, I don't know, Matt. Mm. The center bit's kind of fiddly. 
and then like while he was saying that he it rolled off the counter at Midwest and like oh, and like no. hit a hard floor. It's fine. Did not break. It's fine. Oh, yeah, didn't break at all. So this is the same one. Yeah. So he was like, okay, it's fine. I'll try it out. Okay. And and he liked it. It came out well. No, he didn't get any scratches or anything. So it's a it's a solid alternative. Now Mark's been mod fifty four for the last the better part of a decade because it's just it was the first one out. So you know who is I always talk about this with a Kickstarter with a not even Kickstarter but with a three D printed was this Kickstarter or no I don't believe so okay with uh, any of these products that are three D printed my biggest thing is like who needs this who is it for like, just for editing you say yes then say no John was this Kickstarter yes John was this Kickstarter no <laughs> no that's great you know I think this product <laughs> I think this product is for somebody that's really that's just starting into large format they already have some Patterson reels they're ready to go three four or five reel tanks a lot of power shooters are going to have those they want to j- jump in a large format but they don't have a dedicated space I still use open trays but I also have the the privilege of having a space that I can yeah. dark out and it w- you oh, know that important. I share with Steven and that's an important criteria yeah and if you don't have that this is a really good way to, to get started yep. versus other systems that are out there. These are really, really cost effective. And I yep. think that's a big thing too. You don't want to spend several hundred dollars just trying to figure out if you like something you right. want to hit the ground running really, really quick. So you can with that. Yeah, you can do that very easily with this. So that's why I think it's a, a really good option for folks. Um, on the 810, I will say like, will I continue to use this? Uh, this real system, I shoot way too damn much. Yeah. That's how I'm going to answer it. It's not too efficient. No, because I'll do 12 sheets at a time <clears throat> in a tray without even thinking about yeah. it. I don't know any tank system that can do that many without me spending way too much money. So if you're just trying to figure mm. out if you like something, this could be a really, uh, really cool way to do it. Uh, I haven't tried paper in here. I feel like even RC paper might be a little too flimsy in this this 8x10 reel to do that. But there's definitely a use for it out there. It's cool that the 3D printing has gotten so good that this is a strong reel. I was really surprised hmm. that it's... Yeah, it seems pretty durable. Yeah. Oh. All right, so Mike is <laughs> banging his, like a his hammer and nails with it. Great. I'm in awe that has the vision to do this. Yes. And the fact that this is... Oh, my God, I mean, this is 3D printed. Yeah. yeah. And kudos to all the 3D printers out there, including uh, my good friend Claudio at Camera Hack. Camera mm-hmm. Hack. Yes. Because these don't just come out of the 3D printer and like it's ready to go. No, there's a he has to spend time yeah. refining the files, lovingly filing it down, making yeah, you sure to put some man hours in. Yeah, there are a lot of folks, and including this 20th century, like putting like there's love in every one of these, Matt. Yeah. Oh yeah, there definitely is. There's the human element in there. All right, so I'm on the site. I just want to like quote people on prices. Uh, the four by five quick quick load reel, which is the yeller one right here. Yeller. This one's fifty five bucks. Okay. Fifty five dollars so. for the yeller. Damn you! Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's made in the USA. It's pretty cool. In the USA. When I say whoa, I mean whoa. The five by seven reel for four yeah. sheets, sixty eight buck. This is four by five. This is four by five. Okay, so yeller. Six sheets. I've been three sheets, but never four. The red, <laughs> the red, 
<laughs> the red one uh, for two sheets of 810 is 70 bucks. And he has it for different iterations of it. He also has a really interesting thing that he's uh, he started doing. He makes a, uh, a machined Graflex Graflock conversion back. So mm-hmm. you can uh, start to put standardized Graflock accessories on the back of like uh, graphic cameras that maybe don't have that or older type cameras. So he's all about putting new, breathing new life into old cameras, oh, which is uh, which is pretty cool. So I thought we'd give him a shout, yep. talk about the product. So, you know, is, is this like A++ overall? Overall, I, I, I give this a very, very solid A uh, going on. I really, really okay. like where the project's going. The price point fits. Um, I didn't ruin any film that wasn't X-ray film, but that's also because X-ray film has no anti-scratch layers and such. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the person who's going to use this the most won't be doing color, but maybe doing black and white. Uh, something that uses like dilute chemistry like HC110 or Rodinol or Pyro or something that you, you use a lot more water than you do the, the main ingredient. Okay. I think it makes a lot more sense for that. Um, so yeah, thanks Jeff for sending these out. Uh, we'll get these back your way unless Mike steals them or hammers more nails with them. <laughs> 20th century camera reels. Hey, thanks Matt. Yeah, thanks, and thanks Jeff for sending these out. Yeah, that's sweet. And good luck to you. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the new, the new to FPP. What has been missing from FPP for many years now? Mm-hmm. Much requested. Talent? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> X-ray film. X-ray. Two Guys says, for Christmas fun, Polaroid's the one. Here's the world's simplest camera, the Polaroid One Step. Two Guys low, low price, just $25.88. And here's the finest instant camera in the world, Polaroid's Alpha Sonar One Step. At Two Guys, it's just $159.88. Stop in now and ask about Polaroid's free film and flash bar offers. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Hey, we're back. Matt, uh, years ago, I think you turned me on to it, X-ray film. We carried it uh, 4x5. I used to cut it myself. Oh, man. And 8x10. Poor guy. And it was readily available here in the U.S. Yes. But then slowly, including my dentist, all dentists and doctors have switched from X-ray film to digital imaging. Full dig. Yeah. Comes out in seconds. That's right. So now X-ray film is still available in the U.S., but it's available like big rolls, huge, super big sheets. Yeah. Sheets. 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 We now have a new batch of FPP X-ray film in 4x5. Hmm. And FPP sells an incredible amount of 4x5. And we stock the Kodak Color 8x10. Mm-hmm. And we do great with it. And I'm very happy about that. So I'm, I'm really thrilled to offer this because with all of the products we offer, uh, price is very important. And I think X-ray film is a great – well, Matt, you'll go into more. It's a great uh, film to start shooting 4x5 with. And it's an inexpensive film, so you could experiment with. Definitely. That's actually why I, I was turned <laughs> on to X-Ray Film uh, via the APUG forums, APUG.org. Uh, they still exist? Yeah, they're very angry. Still. They're very, well, you know, they, they have a divided community there. So they have APUG and DPUG. What? <laughs> so a a pug is your analog, your D pug is your digital. Oh, and man, they just like—they don't like each other. They, they don't. don't and nice. if you mention anything dig on a pug, they wig out. And it's like, guys, no, yeah. it's 2019. Like, 
Let's all be friends. Let's. Why can't we be friends? Why can't we be friends? But I also uh, learned primary. <laughs> Some people, people say I don't shoot right. Right. <laughs> That's good. I sent Matt the 4x5 FPP X-ray film with the spec sheet, and I said, Matt, can you shoot this up, please? And what did he do? <laughs> he shoot it up? I shot it up. You shot it up? Hey, I shot it up. All right. So, you know, the FPP film, it's you know, it's packaged like, um, like a lot of industrial films. It does not ship in a triple clamshell box. It's got, uh, it's got you know, shipping, on, like a, a tear envelope, and then it has like a good black bag around it. So um, uh, you'd want... My mom would call that... A uh, plain pipe rack. What? What? Robert Hall. Remember the store Robert Hall? No. It's a clothing store, and there's a plain pipe rack store. You walk in, just pipe racks oh, on wheels. No oh, that I is no you. frills. I got. Oh, you. okay. I got. Okay. That was a. All right. It's Robert I'm Hall packaging. I'm, I'm with you now. Right. Okay. We're doing our Christmas shopping at Robert Hall this year. We're saving on clothes for Christmas at Robert Hall this year. More quality, more low prices on gifts for one and all. There's a wider selection, bigger collection. Where America goes for family clothes, it's Robert Hall this year. Hey, I met Robert Hall at the uh, Beers and Cameras. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. The Robert Hall? Oh. I don't know. He's a Robert Hall, but he's, oh. a, he's a good YouTuber. Anyway, X-ray film isn't for photography, but it responds. It is a photographic film. So normally what this, this film is meant to do is it's sitting in a specialty holder with what's called an intensifying screen, and X-rays pass through the subject, you know, a brick building, a human body, a horse. <laughs> And then they go into the the X-ray, hits this intensifying screen or a magnet, essentially, and it scatters uh, a combination of blue and green light, and that's what exposes the film. Huh. And that's why your X-rays always look kind of blurry, because like it's it's a, it's a contact print from this magnet onto photographic film. I didn't even know it was photographic film. I always thought it was just this magic, like it only sees X-rays, but it's it's really just an orthochromatic film. Um, very, very similar to what Ilford's now rolling up in 35 and 120 that they announced at the PDN show. Uh, but X-ray film is, it's meant for turn and burn. You're just getting a picture and idea of what's going on using this film. It's usually in bigger sizes, but for larger commercial application, occasions, uh, or for, uh, veterinarians or people that are doing, uh, demolition work or something, they just scout and see what's, what's there. Hmm. Most of that stuff anymore is digital, but uh, they will still use film in specialty applications. This stuff um, I found is a uh, is a good orthochromatic film. Um, so ortho meaning it's blue and green sensitive. <gasps> X-ray films. Ortho. Ortho, yeah. Ortho. Blue and green sensitive films tend to be a little bit easier to work with than maybe just a blue sensitive film. Has a little bit more speed than some of the blue sensitive films. And I think it's best shot in daylight or with daylight strobes. You don't want to use hot lights with this stuff because those are too red. Hmm. You won't get a good exposure. I oh. ask a quick, quick, quick question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I noticed like on the new Ilford Ortho 35 millimeter film, 
it's 80 ISO, but for tungsten, it's different. For tungsten, it's a, a, a lower. lower. So is it true for if you're using tungsten light, would you can you expose it longer or no? You can, but it's diminishing returns. It's really so the Ilford stuff is quite a bit better than X-ray film. Okay. So Ilford read go by the book, go by the box, right. but this stuff don't I would not recommend messing with it. You'll lose way more stops of light. So yeah. uh, in testing Almost. this, I've I found if you start shooting this at ISO 25 to 50, you're kind of in the ballpark there. And the reason I gave it a ballpark is it all this stuff always depends on your developer what you like using. Um, since we use uh, HC110 at work, I've been getting used to using that a lot more. It's I think it's a lot mm. easier to work with. We have the FPP110. There's the new Formula 110, which is easy to measure out. W- responds really well in Dilution H. I also tried oh. it. Uh, so it. Dilution H is the 1 to 62 uh, stuff, so pretty highly dilute. There's also this dilution. I think it's called R. It's a very, very dilute solution. It's like 1 to 80-something. I'm actually going to look it up while I'm talking. So, John, mm. so HC110, I've been shooting, I've been developing with... Dilution B. Dilution B, HC110. I use the FPP110, which comes in yes. a smaller bottle. Right. So I have Dilution B, and I also have the formula for Dilution H. And mm. for people listening, so basically I use Dilution B, which is somewhere... Look at regarding what film you're using, five minutes, six minutes. But dilution H is a much... More diluted. More diluted. So because it's more diluted, it's a longer development time. Right. And why is a longer development time better for like x-ray film? What about complex five? Complex five. (laughs) Complex five. Complex five. Generally... Orthochromatic and especially X-ray films build contrast very, very, very quickly. Oh. Um, the X-ray film specifically doesn't have anti-scratch layers, anti-halation layers. It's actually coated on both sides, so it doesn't matter which way you load it up. Really? In the holders, um, this stuff is notched at the bottom. It has kind of like some rounded bottom corners. I found it was. Uh, I notched my own with a hole punch just so I knew what side everything was on. The way I shot it, right? So it helped when I was scanning oh. or okay. printing. This x-ray film was actually the easiest to work with of, of any x-ray film I'd used um, that's, you know, that's still around. It's, it's industrial grade. So what I'm saying there is not all of the, of the 25 sheets Mike sent me, there was maybe two or three that were like a little bit bigger, like that kind of had to like cram them into the hole. Oh, interesting. Most of them, though, slid right in slid right into the 20th century camera reel it doesn't look hand cut but it's definitely tolerances are different for industrial i found this with any of the x-ray film tolerances are different for that than like if ilford cut this this wouldn't make it off the cutting room floor Mm -hmm. they wouldn't let something out that has that much variance because really just off by a mill and it it bows or buckles or shakes around in there so. so there's more leeway in a commercial application than yeah those. because those intensifying holders it really just kind of sits in and uh, there's not much to they're do like ah they're buying you know 200 sheets so what if five or six are off exactly and yeah because 100 sheets used to be like 20 30 bucks they didn't care yeah it's it's a very yeah. different thing but who i think this is for is somebody that's getting started they want to learn learn their way up through if you want to have what I'll just call good film that you can mm-hmm. still use under the safe light. You can use the Ilford Ortho stuff. But if you want to get more bang for your buck and really kind of get those reps in and figure out a developing technique, X- oh, X-ray yeah. film is, is pretty cool. It also has a different base. So the base is this, um, this aqua blue. So when you make a negative, 
The whole thing's blue. Oh wow! But there's the biggest thing is there's no, <clears throat> there is no protection on there, and there's no other stuff hmm. to wash on or off, um, wow. and it's double sided. So don't sweat it. Don't freak out. Just put it in the holder. Um, processing it generally, you, you want to be as hands off as possible. So something like this tank or like a reel, or the hangers and tanks. I use the stainless steel hangers. Mm. Those have very little that's touching the film. Because the more you touch it, the more you're probably going to scratch it and do some stuff. But now, what if you're shooting, but you're not doing your own home processing? What commercial lab can you send FPP x-ray film to? Uh, I'll do x-ray film if somebody brings it to me at Midwest Photo. Get out of town. Yeah, I do I do uh, films up to 8x10 there. So black and white, yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So someone could contact Matt, Matt Mirage, yeah, and say, Matt, I just shot some X-ray film. Can I send it to you for processing? Absolutely. And how do they contact you? They can contact me, Matt M A T at m p e x dot com. Great, because some of the commercial labs, like uh, thedarkroom dot com, mm-hmm. I don't know if, if they deviate from. That's the, a pretty weird one, and it definitely. I mean, that's a weird film. Yeah. General, yeah. So, it, yeah, they could send it to me. Um, you, you'll probably want to contact a place that does it by hand. Uh, Blue machines, Moon, maybe? Blue, they mm. might be folks to reach out to. Anybody that handles weird stuff. Right. Because this is not standard film. But I also don't think it's as much for commercial processing either because it's, it's a cheap film. It's something that you buy it because you can use a lot of it without having to worry. Hmm. So that's, uh, that's something that's nice. Orthofilm, if you shoot portraits... They're going to look different than if you shoot it with a panchromatic film, and that's because it oh, sees so. color differently. So right now, you got a little red on your face right now? Yeah, you're flushed, John. It's from that a lot of coffee. That flush? It's from lack of coffee. That flush is going to go darker, so you're going to have some darker patches oh. on your face. On no. It's not going to be bad, but... Yeah, why? Well, do you think John is okay? <laughs> <laughs> having a stroke, Mike. <laughs> I need uh, food. Oh, okay. I need liquid, too. It's, you know what it is? The opposite... Usually John eats and then he crashes. crashes. But now it's the point where like you're like, oh, we should, I should have got that food. Yeah. Well, it, liquid is helpful too. Why is orthofilm? Why is FPP X-ray film good for portraits? Good. For, it's just different for portraits. You're gonna have different a look. You're gonna have a very different look. If you have folks that have a, like a darker complexion or, or darker skin tones, uh, it's gonna go really dark. So you gotta be careful there, there too. You might want to use mm. maybe some more fill light or fill flash than you thought you were going to need. Um, and then when you're outside, you're gonna want to be really careful to not blow out the sky. It's really easy to blow out the sky with this stuff because there's all that UV. When I was doing my tests, I put on a, a very pale yellow. Um, like a UV with pale yellow on there. And what that did is it actually gave me some separation. This this film, hmm. I got better separation with this than any of the other X-ray films I'd played with before, hmm. be it the Kodak or Fuji. So this is really good stuff. I was very surprised. Check it out on the FPP store now, right, Mike? Yep, uh, filmphotographystore.com. Uh, go into the uh, 4x5. I think it says large format. large format sheet films, yeah. Yeah, we have our own dedicated large format section at the FPP. That's so awesome. That's lovely. This is a great great film. I mean, even if you're shooting regular panchromatic sheets or color sheets, uh, this is a great film just to have. It will give you uh, a much different look. And we have so many listeners that are like, Dip, dipping their toe into 4x5, yes. just getting into 4x5, this is the perfect film because it's so much cheaper than Yeah, the don't go film. broke figuring out you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much, Matt. Yeah. Hey, uh, 
Well, can, I, can I segue real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. That camera dactyl you got behind you just reminded me. Oh, my God. You get a 3D printed camera. You buy a lens for 100 bucks. You buy a few holders. You buy a 3D printed reel. Buy some x-ray film. You're in for and under 100, 100 bucks. You're under for... You're in it for under 200. Yeah. Really? Easy. Oh, just a camera dactyl. Camera dactyl's not too bad. You could buy the components pretty cheap, right? Isn't that 200? I think it's uh, somewhere in the hunch area. Yeah. And you supply your own lens. Yeah. yeah, and those lenses, like that lens, that's not even a $100 lens. So you can really get into this stuff cheaper than ever. Yeah, so just Google Ethan Moses Camera Dactyl. I think it's C-A-M-E-R-A-D-A-C-C-Y-L. Yes, thank you. You would know because your kids are into dinosaurs. <laughs> yes, I got a lot of dactyls going on. Hey, he was just on Nico's photo show. Oh, oh. He was shout, out to, shout out to Nico, Nico Photo News. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. What a good guy. Oh yeah. You know him and Tariq are buddies too. Is that right? They visited each other. I was like, man, you can tell me you're in town. They're in the town. same neighborhood? No, they were like both, I think they were both like in the city at the same time. Oh. They're, like, they're all like doing their own meetups. Yeah, hey, Nico. hey Nico, I have some answers for you. Suit or no suit? Suit, no doubt. <laughs> Just want you to know. Suit, no suit. Oh, he was suit. asking a question about that on the show? Yeah. No, always. It's kind of like the sound effects for FPP. C41. One, two, three, forget about it. Dawson Luna Pro F. Yes, yeah, suit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's the only guy doing photo news. And he's very consistent. That's the big thing. You know, we always talk about that. That's the big thing. You got to show up. Yeah. You got to do it. Very Eurocentric, though, because he's from Spain. Mm-hmm. No, but he really goes through international news, and then he's got like. He also has like his podcast available in Spanish. It's pretty cool. Oh, he's keeping up on it. He's he he's is keeping up. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna ask him if he could do one episode on YouTube in like Spanish. He's got those. He does. Yeah. Where is it? A separate channel? It, no, there's but there's links to it. Oh, read the show notes, Mike. Okay. Ha. <laughs> uh, thanks for watching. See you next week. Gotcha. Yeah. YouTube. Nico Photo News. If you're on YouTube, by the way, uh, sign in. And go to Film Photography Tube. That's our site. Hey, man, give us like a follow. Trying to get that up. Like, comment, subscribe now. Hey, guys, hit that subscribe button. Slam that subscribe button. Yeah, hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit that bell. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Hit the bell. What race, nationality, what nationality you are, male, female, everyone's the same. Hey, guys, welcome to my channel. This is my channel update. Today, we're going to be talking about whatever. Yeah. Caterpillars. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'll smash this subscribe button on that guy. You should have your own. You should have, you know, you should have. What? The, uh, the, uh, you should have Angry Driver podcast. Oh, my God. You put your dash cam on and you just narrate it. Yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> you were the angry driver yesterday, my friend. Those people driving like that. <laughs> wow. Like, uh, I never saw you like that. Well, it's like I just want to get somewhere. And that's what you would say. Look at this guy. What's his journey? This guy. By the he, way, he, on the road? he was a torrential downpour. Raining sideways. It was raining sideways. The road was filled with like pockets of water. Pockets. And I was driving pretty fast. But yeah. you guys, I think, felt pretty comfortable, right? I felt fine. I was too tired to you, react. You were in charge. I, yeah. I didn't have any fear. I knew what I was doing. Yeah. I know like the hydroplane ratio of my tires. Oh, jeez. That's his favorite word, isn't it? He loves that word. Oh, yeah. Every, every time there's I remember one time, plane. very early on, I may have had... Remember that white Honda Civic I had? Barely. We were going around, and there's from Route 3, there's an on-ramp onto the... Uh, 
Parkway. Yep. And it had just started raining. Oh, yeah, grease. And it just started. That's what he said. He's like, careful, John. Don't go around the turn too fast because a little bit of rain will get all the grease up from the road and you'll hydroplane. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. My, my dad what? told me that because my dad, you know, many years, first of all, he's oil he's man. He's oil man. He's he oil man. Oil. He's like, listen, Michael, you're going out. If it's just starting raining, all the oils from all the oils will separate from the concrete, and you will hydroplane. Mm. When we come back, yes, point and shoots. Hey man, you know what? They're yeah. too hot. Enough already with the mean? point and shoot. Well, you're gonna find They're out. Too hot. Too hot. Wow. I'm Mister Green Christmas. I'm Mister Sun. I'm Mister Heat. He's Mr. Green Christmas, he's Mr. Sun, he's Mr. Heat Blister, he's Mr. 101. They call me Heat Miser, whatever I touch, starts to melt in my clutch. He's too much. Thank you. I never want to know a day that's under 60 degrees. I'd rather have it 80, 90, 100 degrees. Oh, some like it hot, but I like it really hot. He's Mr. Green Christmas. He's Mr. Sun. Sing it! He's Mr. Heat Blister. It isn't Mrs. Claus. Where's your husband? Out doing another commercial for my brother? Time to wake this show up. Hey, we're back. Uh, point and shoots. You know, I have. I, I was talking to Matt off yeah. off mic a, f- uh, a few minutes ago. I was yeah. like, ah, oh, you know, I, six months have gone by, maybe eight months. I haven't really posted anything on FPP eBay regarding like point and shoots or cameras. I've just been concentrating on the film. Yep. Apparently, things have gotten out of control. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, price-wise? They, they, yeah, they've always been, like, trending up, but it's like... It's getting ridiculous. It, it really is. I mean... Yeah. All point-and-shoots. Not even... Not even, even like, the popular ones. ones. Yeah, so your contacts, they've always they've always been up there. Uh, your stylus epics, those are getting out of hand. They're yeah. all... But even the... Even, like, the, like the $5 Nikon Canon shirt, you know, like the... The three and five dollar ones you get at the thrift store, those are those are going up too. So people are Why? picking up. I, I think it's the it's this new it's the new gen. The, yeah. So the next generation it's shooters, it, it's They're making it hip. It's very hip. They can go now. They can go into Urban Outfitters and get some some crazy cool. Right. Th- this Dracula film. I got I got to <laughs> find a camera for my Dracula film. They're picking up cameras. Uh, I I've been seeing this from the retail side for years. 
students especially, but younger folks into film want something that is convenient first. Mm. If it doesn't have any convenience to it and they're not hooked yet on film, they don't care. Interesting. So it has to be easy and accessible. If it is... Can't be bulky? Cumbersome? People will pay more for a lighter, smaller, more compact camera, regardless of the price, it seems. And it's all because they're comparing it to, you know, this mirrorless digital camera that could be $1,500, bucks. What's a couple hunch more if, you know, comparatively? Wow. That's odd to me. Yeah, the shooting habits are different, too, I found. So somebody that's shooting compacts, they always come in ones and twos. Like, I'll get a roll, roll of Portrait 400. I'll try Portrait 800, or they'll get in some T Max, and it's one like. And I'm always asked this, and I feel I feel bad. I'm like, you sure? You just one? <laughs> Come on. You got it, man. Like, do you need you need yeah. a hand? You want me to throw a roll yeah. in here? But like, wow. it's, you know, they they only shoot a couple at a time, and the convenient cameras are just ruling the day. That's the, the biggest thing. Are you thinking that maybe they're not buying a lot of film because they don't want to spend all the money on the processing? They'll buy a 36 exposure and just milk it? I don't think they're milking it. I no? think they just they want to get through. I think it's the immediacy. They want to get through the one and see if they like it. But oh. it has to be this camera that gets them a... I think they think the, the camera's always going to give them the same result. This is just me speculating no wildly. With a reply to a WLS-TV editorial, here is Matt Mirage. Treasurer, Chicago Lawn Civic Association. Yeah, they're just they're getting through this one or two rolls to see how it, it turns out, mm-hmm. and then they're on to the next thing. And then maybe they'll have a film shooter buddy that's kind of taking them through and saying, "Oh, we'll try this next," or "Here's a medium format to kind of get them so going." It's a fat. It's an entry level. Yeah, thing. it's and the point and shoots have definitely been overtaken by that community. Collectors have always been mm-hmm. there. They're always going to move in and out, but. It's it's really getting crazy on these these point and shoots. I mean, hot out there. Mike, you've always been on them. Oh yeah, but I don't think they should be any more than twenty dollars. I've got bad news. <laughs> and I'm talking once again. I'm not talking about the premium, the T4, or even the Stylus Epic. It's a great camera. Yeah. But all these, you know, as you say, the junkier Nikon's, the junkier Canons, mm-hmm. uh, the Minolta Freedom. <laughs> Freedom. Freedom. Minolta's Freedom Line. Freedom. Great gift anytime. Freedom. It's on my list, you know. 35mm <laughs> and totally automatic. Happy holidays from Minolta. Those aren't more than 20 bucks, are they? The Freedoms? Yeah. yeah. Wow. We're, yeah. I have a stack of cameras. Uh, they start in a pile and they, they, they cone up. <laughs> they become wow. a pyramid. There's so many cameras here. Well, it's time to start getting rid of them. But it's all good news, you know. It's uh, yeah. you, you want people to get into something. Uh, the only thing I I feel like I'm pulling teeth sometimes when someone's asking for a cool film camera, and they'll ask me like, "Hey, what's going to give me something different?" Well, anything film will give you something different, but then they'll say, "Well, I want more quality than my digital camera." Well, I show them a medium format, and then they're like, oh. "It's too big." Okay, That's I'm never going to do that. I want something smaller. What is the uh, What are your top picks, regardless of price for? Picks. for- Picks <laughs> for compact point and shoot camera. Compact point and shoot, regardless of price. Yeah. Number one, XA. I, I still love my oh, XA. XA. What are XA is going for off the top of your head? Two hundred. <laughs> oh, so is that why when I put an XA in the FPP store for sixty dollars, it evaporates?
Yeah. Yes, it's just gone. Just double the price. Be be good to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> You're still being good to the customer, but you know. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Number X. one, XA. Number XA. One. I, that's my opinion. With a reply to a WLS TV editorial, here is Matt Mirage. <laughs> like, there's you know, everyone always puts the contacts up pretty high, but like, an XA is a low enough investment that something goes bad, you you might have money for a backup or. Uh, and really, this is the XA, not the XA with a number after it, because Why? the difference is the XA has true rangefinder focus. Oh, oh there's an XA right there. What's in the box? It's in the box. What's in the box in the box? So it's uh, this box. Yeah. No, right on top of where Matt. Matt no, the note on top says XA two. Bum. So do not open this. Oh, the two is a bum. No, it's not a bum. It's different. There oh, you go. No, so the note says XA two, but then it's really an XA. So I'm 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 not disappointed. <laughs> so this is the XA with the A eleven flash. <laughs> it's a John. It's ugly. It's the most beloved point and shoot camera. But it's, ugly. Uh, it's not the most, but I I love it. Well, so like I've, I've got one. I've got one in my. I've got one in my console, like the middle console. and I got one in the dashboard. Let me see. On really? my camera. Yeah, I have an XA. Oh, it's heavy. Hold that it's up, John. Solid. It's Hold got that, that hair trigger. So even though I've been burned by the hair trigger, I can't even tell you how many times I love it. It's got that little red hair trigger. Oh, oh really? And when you press it, the shutter, it's like... That's it's very, nice. very quiet. It doesn't have bokeh. You know, it's... Nice. You could take that into a funeral. <laughs> Dark places. Oh, so, so sorry. <laughs> Why would anybody bring a camera into a funeral? That's because a very East Coast thing. I guess. You could take that into a wake. <laughs> <laughs> Because you're not supposed to. I mean, no, it's way gonna... different. <laughs> because uh, no, I'm serious, folks. Like, because awake. Awake is like a, like a shiva, right, John? Oh, okay. Regarding shiva. culture, shiva, wake. No. Well, wake has a body. I don't think a shiva has. a oh, body. Oh, okay. Wake has a body, <laughs> yeah. and the thing is, it's a social event where people talk and they you know meet and greet families, meet and greet, and it would be the perfect time to take a picture. <laughs> But it just seems very inappropriate. <laughs> totally inappropriate. Yeah, but Jeez. no one takes any pictures. So, so this one, you know, this is a rangefinder-style camera. That's pretty awesome. So it actually does have a patch that you line up. Is it the greatest rangefinder? No. You need quite a bit yeah, of bright light. Yeah, but look light. what it is. But it's rangefinder. Uh, it's a 2.8 lens, so it's 35mm f2.8. Hey, who's the famous British photographer that shoots with it, did the commercials? And now the results of our photographic competition. And to present the prize is Lord Litchfield. Third prize, Automatic Olympus XA1 with the Zyco lens. Tony Lupton, mittens and muff. Second prize, the more sophisticated XA2. Frank Hamilton, sunset over Stevenage. First prize, and fittingly top of the XA range, the XA itself, Ron Digsworth, Marie. Congratulations, Ron. Ron Digsworth? Who's he? The 35mm XA range from Olympus. I'm glad we're spending time with this. We never spent time with the XA. I love the XA. Now, does, is the flash? Does have, oh, and this there's has a, a flash. There's a little button that pops up the flash. Yes, yeah, so you have the A, the A1, Screws A11, and, and A16. It just pops it on right there, double A. So oh. if you're selling it with the flash, does that boost up the price? A little bit, not a lot. But I, I really recommend getting one with the flash just in case. But this is still I, – what I love this for is back when we did trade shows. Yep. Uh, this was like the work hard, play hard camera. So like partying and stuff. Throw oh. some, throw some like T Max 400 in here mm-hmm. and just like get some really grindy kind of street style stuff. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. So the XA's uh, one of those point and shoots that's going. You know, it's it's a slave to the market as well as far as prices go. But 
generally I found they're they're pretty tanky. <laughs> tanky. They they do a good they're job. They're a bit clunky, but um, but nice. I would also put. Of course, I'd put a contacts on the list. What's number? Well, let's, let's go down the list. What's number two? It's probably uh, on my list. I'd, I'd actually go Yashica T4. It's a little bit um, okay. It's a little bit junkier than like your standard contacts. But you have to like dip into your mom's purse in order to get the money for that, right? Yeah, four hundred. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, is that what kids do? Yeah, no, they they uh, go under the seat cushions on the sofa. Well, I guess these days the kid would have like mom's PayPal. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and like siphon some funds out of there. Yeah, you'll you'll ask your friends for some cash app money and just, right. yeah, or the bitcoins. Right. Uh, or, or you know, your Libra account. <laughs> oh, not not accepted worldwide. Okay, so T four. That's oh, out of out of mo- most people's yeah. range. And, and really, like, why? You, you that can't have for? a list without putting the Epic on there. Five hundred dollars. It's crazy. Wow. And then I'll put the Stylus Epic on there because it's oh it, Stylus Epic. It's manageable, yeah. but I've seen hundred. No. The Stylus Epics go for they're, more they're than They're regularly 100. closer to 150. I've seen them go wow. even higher. It's the one that me. I got at the uh, garage sale, remember I sent you, I'm like, should I buy this? And you're like, oh, it's good. It doesn't, the, the door has uh, to stay halfway. It was there. a Stylus uh, Zoom. Yes. There were, I mean, yeah. he, it was like almost nothing, right? No, it was five bucks. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the Stylus Zooms are not as good as you the Epic. You still get those pretty cheap. They're great. And those are yeah. great cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how about like num- number four? Number four, um, I love. I actually really liked my time with that Leica Mini Lux last oh. year. When I remember you have I brought that, that one up, no, oh. that so. was the one that's the it's the contacts clone, which it must be the only Leica camera that fetches less than some other version oh, of wait, a camera. No, I have a I have a Leica. Yeah, I have a Leica Mini. Leica Mini is different than a Lux, right? The Mini Lux, yeah. yeah. So the, the one the, I have is definitely the, the cheaper one. Yeah. yeah, I don't have the good one. Those ones go for crazy money, though, too. There, there's one that's like really? really cheap plastic with a little red dot. It's junky. Yeah. Time to flip it, John. Those those are over 100 bucks. Flip it. Buy some records. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe I've got, I don't know, maybe I've got expensive taste with these point and shoots, but like, everybody does now. You know, they're if it's if it's compact, if it fits in your pocket and it gets you a reliably good result, they're they're all up. Yep. Um, but people people want something that's that's convenient and compact. Those are those are my unofficial top five. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. we're at four. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, well, four was the Leica Lux, the Leica Mini Lux, Leica yeah. Mini Lux, Leica Mini, and I'll put a Lux. Number three was Stylus Epic. Stylus Epic. Number number two was T four. T four. Number one. Number, number one. one. XA. XA. Number five. Number five. Now we'll do a T three. Talk to the hand. T three. Uh-huh. And everybody's gonna like that's gonna set social media is gonna hate hate that list. Like this Matt Why? Mirage, he doesn't know what the hell he's okay, talking about. Okay, let's talk about like six, seven, eight, nine, ten poor man's point and shoots. Does the Nikons have L in there or like the Canon sure shots or whatever? Those are okay? No. Okay. Bad. I don't. I can't. I don't even know. Minolta Freedom Zoom. I don't want to listen. Okay. I don't want to listen. Junk. <laughs> Junks. And the XA, I will lump in with number one in a, in tied for one XA four. Oh, okay. Let, XA. What? XA. XA one. No, no it was, oh, oh. just XA. XA one is a different camera. Oh it boy. That scale focus. You don't want that. <laughs> it's the bum. It's not the. I mean. People still buy them, and they're still going for good money. My fourth grade te- – my pen isn't working. My fourth grade teacher, you know what she taught us Shake to get it. a pen working? A match. Light a match. Yeah. It gets like the fluids Wick, working in the ball head. Yeah. I don't know if you should tell a fourth grader light no, a match. Probably. No, you shouldn't. Yeah. 
Because then you realize you can light the field. Oh, great. Up. I've got my dad's lighter right here. Try right. licking it. Uh, really? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to like pull up the archive. XA, then we, tie with XA4. We've talked about the XA so many different yes, times. Yes, we have. Oh, episode goodness. 98, episode 231, episode 159. <laughs> wow. Episode 168, episode... Uh, I mean, it just keeps going. But uh, Those are lost to time, those episodes. <laughs> lost to time. Those are solid. Uh, those are like your... Those are my top tier point and shoots. Again, take this with a grain of salt. I shoot 35 way, way less than mm. I used to. And yeah. on, honestly, you know what I think it is? It's mm. scanning it with a flatbed and cleaning my scans up is daunting. It's very daunting. And I'm strongly considering something like that, um, like that negative supply lab, mm. the, the single capture, just because I want to see it. And I want to see it pretty quickly. You need it for social media. Like, you're not like. It has to be done. You're talking yeah. about scans wow. for immediacy, not scans because you're going to put a gallery show together. Exactly. Preview scans. Preview it's scans. It's a different application. It, it really is. But I think with a high enough, uh, high enough end camera that's capturing that, like, there's that, there's that crazy new mirrorless, the A7R4. It's 60 megapixel. How does it. Megapixel? Megapixel? How does this tie in with the uh, top five point and shoots? Scanning 35 is a bitch. Oh, okay. <laughs> It is a bitch. I tell you what I have a problem with. What's that? Dust. Well, exactly. Yeah. That's the other thing. I have my currently my scanner for whatever reason is in my it's bedroom. A dust magnet. Yeah, it's in a du- and you know when I go out during the day, I'm on the fourth floor. I leave the window cracked, get mm-hmm. some air in the in the apartment. Oh, no, nope. that's your that's your mistake. And there in the in the in the morning at six a.m. I don't know how the town allows this. The guys are outside with the leave the air flowers? guns on their so they're blowing all that into my apartment, right? Yeah. So my Epson V700 is like it's like a dust bowl. You know what I just recently you just had to put do a plastic bag on it or something. I recently had to because I was doing some scans to get together for uh, to get some stuff together for a show. I was doing rescans and I turned on my Epson for the first time since we moved into the new house, <laughs> and it was a dust bowl. But yeah. it was under the glass, and oh. I said, oh. Yeah, what do you do about that shit? You can actually clean it. How? I, I found a, a tutorial online. Oh. Um, there's there actually... Screws? There are. They're hidden. There's like these little plastic caps, oh. and you need the tiniest flathead screwdriver oh, okay. on planet Earth, mm-hmm. and you, you pop them up. Yeah. So, now, this will void your manufacturer warranty on your right. V700. Of course. How will they know? Exactly. Well, the old marked up. Uh, they're all out. out. That's the funny thing. Yeah. But you pop off the little pins, you pop it up, you undo four, those. Four screws? Four screws. Corners. You pop those up, twist it out, and then carefully lift yes. the glass up, and you clean the back of it. Now, the problem is... What do you clean it with? You can't put, uh, like, you know, Windex on it. You can, use, you can use some... Alcohol? Some alcohol-based cleaning solutions. Uh, I think Windex would be too aggressive most of the time. Yeah. I ended up using a really fine microfiber cloth, um, a paper towel... It's no, just you'll good. see all the residue and everything. So I probably went through two microfiber cloths to really get it wow. nice, nicey, nice. And even the parts where I thought it was clean, I put the glass back oh, on, Jesus. I turned the light on, and yeah. it's just like oh, it was yeah. it was horror show. So there's many layers caked on there because it's not weather sealed. It can't be. There's moving parts and mm-hmm. right, and it's it's pushing around. So there'll be a film on there so even if your scanner is new there's going to be a film but the problem isn't the film the problem is the other stuff getting in right. sticking to it and there was you know there's probably nine years of strudel hair in there i don't know oh my god no it wasn't that bad but it, it definitely needed a clean and now it's like i have a whole new scanner 
So, right. folks at home, if you're scanning with an Epson flatbed scanner, um, which I'm not saying you need to drop that and go to the negative supply. There's plenty of options, but if your scans, in the, especially in the shadow areas, the the more transparent parts of your negatives, start have these lines on them, or they might have dots that aren't quite dust spots. Right. That might be a result they like of a silverish. Yeah, they, they, they can be. They can like be blotchy. Light. Yeah, they can be blotchy. There's any number of things that it could be underneath that glass. And they'll always be out of focus because yes. it's before yes. where the plane of focus well, that's why, is. Because I remember I talking to Leslie about it. And she's like, don't worry about it. It won't show up. And most of the time it won't. Right. If you, but if you have things like areas that are really dark or clean skies and stuff, mm-hmm. it shows up Well, like maybe crazy. she was saying, don't worry about it on your shitty photos. They won't. <laughs> oh, it no. It won't matter that much. Scanning is a topic. We can't cover it today, but it is something that's important, especially color did, correction. We just did. But, um, sort of. you know, at the Freestyle booth at the PDN, Photo, the PDN Photo Expo, we completely ignored it. Did you see that Kodak cardboard? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't know what it is. It's a piece of cardboard. It's, it's, it says Kodak. It's is there a lot Kodak. of licensing going on with the name? Yes. That's kind of the, like the sad, you know, the sad story there with, with it. It's, there's Kodak and there's Kodak Alaris, you know. It's got Kodak That's on totally it. totally different. Yeah. Oh. Kodak Alaris is the sales force. Yeah. Kodak Alaris. Yes, and Kodak, Co- Eastman Kodak. They got a lot of stuff. There's, there's a lot of stuff. For example, there's a 35-millimeter plastic camera. I think it's called a M35, I think. Mm. It's in Asia only. Oh. And it's a reloadable... Disposable? Yeah, reloadable disposable. It's not disposable. And they're cool. They're, you know, neon colors. Mm -hmm. Oh. And I wanted to bring them into the FPP store. So Kodak Alaris, like, we don't don't have it here. Oh. And he said it's probably a licensing deal. Yeah. Oh. What do you got there? Look at that. Oh, Kodak Battery. Battery. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they they got their name on a lot of stuff. Yeah. It's like Trump Steaks. Whoa. Just give the name out. You don't upset anybody. Yeah. Oh, no. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's nothing. It's Trump gives his name out to different things. I have these real... What about the junkie point-and-shoots? I have one with the panoramic, which is basically just puts the little... Shit yeah. Puts yeah. Tons of Those them. are junk. Yeah. They're not junk. I mean, they're... Well, they're, they're I mean, no, but, but even those are... people want those? Yeah, even those are going up in value. So, like... Like what? From $2 to $3? No, but like a $5 camera is now like 20 30 bucks. Really? Because yeah. I have a bunch of those panoramic... You should uh, juice up things. your uh, eBay account, John. Start yeah. getting some coins. Right now, my house... There's sofas in front of my whole camera shelf. You photograph with your, with, your ca- with your camera. What do you got? You photograph with your phone, and then you take the photograph and list it right on eBay. Pronto. Yeah, I can do it from yeah. my phone. Right. Yeah. That's crazy. I like to join. I like a tattoo. Bang dong. I like to join. I like a tattoo. Um, 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 uh, um, 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 and, um, 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 and, um, 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 I'd like to thank everyone for joining us today. It's over. Podcast at filmphotographyproject.com. Hi. Can we talk to get talk you into getting some food with us? Uh, I gotta make it quick because I gotta be on the road by deuce. Well, we all need to eat. Yeah, it's gotta be a quick sandwich or a slice. Um, quick slice. You, you quick, guys, quick slice. Do you guys yeah. do dogs and burgers or no? Yeah, I can do that. Because there's Lucky's across the street. Go to Lucky's. Oh? Get some ribs or something. They do. They have yeah, ribs. 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 Whoa. We never talk about Lucky's. They're literally across the street. It's the rat on the 
The rat the on the river. The subway. The rat on the river. They're literally on the river. I'm sure they have that all under control. I'm sure they do. So we're going to go to Lucky's. They have a very busy window. <laughs> and uh, write us a letter. Um, it's nice to be talking about film. We're glad to be in your homes or car. And uh, we'll hopefully be back very soon. You can always count us. You can always count on us on the 15th of every month. Every other episode is a bonus on uh, YouTube, Film Photography Tube. Give us a like. Give us a give us a, a like. subscribe. Ring that bell. <laughs> Come on, you guys. Punch hey, guys. That subscribe button. Hit the, hey, hit the subscribe button. There's people like, I don't know what they're talking about, because I watch it on a Roku, and the guys, like, they're pointing. They're like, hit the subscribe, because they're pointing. Because the overlay's oh, there. Right. Overlay. Yeah. Hit the subscribe. I'm looking on my screen. I'm like, there's nothing. I'm like, it ain't working. <laughs> hit the subscribe button yeah. and ring that bell. I never heard that phrase. Oh. Oh, yeah. The kids today, huh? These are not kids. He's like 35-year-olds. Oh, really? oh, yeah, the kids. Yeah, they're kids to me. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you soon. My new chicken sandwich is buttermilk battered and served on toasted brioche. Try it in spicy or classic. In case you didn't know, Popeyes has reintroduced its famous chicken sandwich. And since its rollout on Sunday, there have been a number of brawls at stores across the country.
burgers and fries and I cannot wait because I'm about to I know have the best burger in Savannah. I'm all ready to order and I can't wait. Oh. How are you today? Guess who's behind the counter? Good morning, how are you? I'm Natalie from the Southern Sea. Chris Smith, Five Guys, how are you? It's good to see you, Chris. Good to see okay, you. I'm here because I've heard this is the best burger in town. First time here? My very first time. Fantastic. Well, appreciate you coming in. Okay, so on our far left, we have our regular burgers. Our regular burgers are two patties, so it's almost a half pound of beef. Okay, All right. Wow. Um, our little burgers are one patty, so that's the difference. So it's about a half pound or almost a quarter pound. Okay. Uh, you can choose a hamburger.
Bigger than a handful. Well, no bigger than a bar. 